Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in the Psychedelic Salon. And you don't have to be a musician, nor do you have to be a healer in order to learn something from the interview that I'm about to play for you. The two people whose conversation we're about to listen in on are Matt Palomari, or Mateo as his close friends call him, and his fellow sound healer, Renee Jenkins. Now, if you've been with us here in the salon for a while, you already know that Mateo is a good friend and fellow survivor of many adventures that we've shared. And in case uh, you are somewhat new to the salon, though, you should also know that while Matt has spent many years in jungles, deserts, and on mountains while pursuing his study of shamanism, he is very careful to let you know that he isn't a shaman himself. But I'm here to tell you that he is one of the two most serious students of shamanism that I've ever met. The other party to this conversation is Renee Jenkins, who has been a professional musician for the past 25 years or so, and he's played with some of the biggest names in the music world. But for the past several years, Matteo and Renee have been doing musical healing work in various medicine circles around the country. As you will hear, much of their work has been inspired by their teacher and friend, Tito LaRosa who earned a Grammy nomination for Best World Music with his album titled The Prophecy of the Eagle and the Condor. Now during this conversation you'll be hearing Matteo and Rene say a lot of good things about Tito and I'm here to back them up. Years ago I was fortunate to participate in several ayahuasca ceremonies during which Tito provided the music. And I'm here to tell you that even the sitters who didn't drink the tea those nights were transported into other realms with Tito's music. The last time I saw him was a few years before he was married and his CD had just been released. In fact, it's the only Grammy-nominated CD that I ever bought directly from the hand of the musician who created it. And it's one of my little treasures. But enough of my old memories. Now let's listen in on Matteo and Renee as they begin what was to be an interview for the salon, but <laughs> it seems like it, it really turned out to be much more enjoyable because they ultimately just ended up hanging out and talking. Hi, saloners. It's Matteo. Some of you know me. I've been with the Psychedelic Salon uh, with the graciousness of Lorenzo for some years now. Most of you who know me know me as a writer. Uh, those who know me closer know I'm also a musician. I'm a vocalist and a drummer. And I've had the great blessings to connect some years back, I don't know, maybe five years or something, uh, mm -hmm. with uh, an amazing sound healer by the name of Renee Jenkins. And Renee and I are doing some sound healing work. We've been uh, doing some things all over the country, and uh, we're gearing up for an international tour and Renee's been doing even more international touring so with his uh, talents and skills and I'm uh, working with him closely with uh, vocals and drumming percussion which is my specialty for those who do know me really well and we've been uh, touring and working together we were a part of a big exhibit of uh, Pablo Amaringo's artwork and uh, his students so we've been doing a lot of work together. We do a lot of ceremony work together, and Renee also does a lot on his own uh, as a sound healer. 
So we are working together this weekend, and we decided to take a little time out from our busy schedule here to uh, have an interview. So um, I, I want to focus a lot on Renee, because you guys have heard from me a lot. And um, I want to, uh, you know, it, it's a collaborative interview with the both of us, but I really want to highlight his skills and talent. So I also would like to thank you, Renee, for uh, being open to interviewing on the show. Right on. And uh, yeah. I'm sure Lorenzo will have some comments to say before and after and all that, because we go way back since before dirt, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> so uh, uh, welcome, Renee. Um, thank you. want to give us a little bit of your background? background? Thank you, Mateo. It's really, really great to be here and to have this opportunity to share a little bit about the work. Um, I am a ceremonial sound healer and I've been doing this work officially since 2003 and uh, started playing the didgeridoo back in 1992, which was really the first instrument that got me going uh, toward the healing realms. Um, I always knew I was going to be a sound healer or a healer of sorts. I didn't know sound healing was going to be the modality. But once I started playing the didgeridoo, it's pretty obvious as soon as you point that instrument to someone, they open their arms and close their eyes and they feel the vibration of the instrument. So it really seemed from that point that there was something to the didgeridoo as a healing instrument. But it took about 10 years for me of people's feedback, um, positive feedback saying you should do this as a, as a career or something. I just thought, how flaky is that though? Didgeridoo healer? Is that what you'd call it? I, Anyway, um, I've been a professional musician all my life, uh, playing trombone and uh, keyboards, and, um, mostly as a back backing musician. And I've had the opportunity to play with great musicians uh, like Johnny Mathis and mm. uh, The Temptations, mm. and Mary Wilson of the Supremes, and. Uh, a host of other musicians as as a backup artist. Yeah, Greg Allman too, right? Greg Allman, yeah, exactly. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know that we were part of the house band, and so we'd have a lot of different uh, different musicians coming in with their books, their material, and so we would back them up as a three piece horn section. So I've been doing that soul and R and B and Motown stuff for for shoot ever seems like forever. Um, and even some classical music, because as a trombone trombone player, you have to have a lot of different uh, skill sets to make a living. So um, I was dabbling in the sound healing bit um, until about 2003. Um, I decided to do it as a vocation. And I was using at that time just didgeridoo and the wind wand and I'd have friends come over and I started Vibe Therapy um, and had a website, vibetherapy.org. All that, one word, right? Vibe Therapy? Yeah. Dot right. org. Exactly. Yeah, get that, folks. Yeah, and then I just, from there, I, I, I started branching out and doing more groups. I met Tito La Rosa about three months later mm. after deciding I was going to do it as a career. You know how fate works oh yeah in that way and he started uh giving me instruments and he and his wife recognized on i think more of the on a spiritual level um with a vision that i was going to be doing the similar same kind of work as tito was and so tito started inviting me to do different ceremonial uh 
things with him, healings, and I learned mostly through osmosis, um, his methodology, which which is another story. But he started giving me instruments, and I didn't consider myself a flute player. But um, uh, with his encouragement and uh, me just fiddling around with the energy, mm-hmm. uh, I could... Um, I found that I had a, an aptitude for playing those kinds of instruments. It, 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 we're going to talk about this a little more, but it is all about the energy, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Renee and I have both performed with Tito. Renee has probably performed with him six million times more than I have, but I've had the blessing to perform with him, and we both have. And for those of you who don't know, Tito is a Grammy winner uh, mm-hmm. with, with Mary Youngblood, I think it was. Yeah, and an album called Eagle and the Condor. Right, yeah, the Prophecy of the Eagle and the Condor. If you guys are into the Peruvian uh, mysticism and history and stuff, those CDs are out there. And Renee, you also did a CD with Tito. Yes, called Aini. Aini, right. And that's uh, the the, uh, offering, is Aini the offering? Yeah, it means sacred reciprocity. Yes. And it's it's a word that the Campesinos up in the Andes use for when it, it kind of means... Uh, as I am, uh, as I assist you, you assist me. Mm-hmm. We assist each other, and it's sort of the rule of law they use uh, up in the Andes, where somebody plants a field, everyone comes to help plow it. Um, when you need a barn built, everyone comes and assists, and they benefit from each other's help in that way. So there's a reciprocity there. That's it's it's yeah. intrinsic in the sound healing work. Yep. Um, and as you know, because we've worked together. Um, you are receiving healing energy as you give it. And as you're taking care of another person, you are receiving that nurturing healing energy. And, you know, while I'm mentioning those words, there was another teacher that I had, um, Lauren Smith, who just passed away this year. Mm. And he was a Kashaya Pomo elder who would use the sacred word weya, which describes nurturing healing energy. And he would say that weya is all around us, all the time, moving through us, every time we are giving nurturing and healing energy to others. So he would sing weya as a healing salve for clients or people who would come to see him for healing. And sometimes the weya word would sound like um, a call to arms, like a, almost like a march to, to give energy and courage and vitality to a person. Way yo, way yo, way yo, way yo, way yo, way yo, you know, like that. And he would have me play didgeridoo and he'd nice. say, play something up, you know, yeah, upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then for another person, it would be very, very subtle and like a lullaby, soothing and he would tell the person, go lay down. He'd be way away, 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 away. And it would be very, very uh, calming. And uh, so with all the versions, I realized, oh, there's not really a melody that he has in mind. Mm. He's just employing the energy of nurturing, healing energy that's within him and invoking it in the other person to come out and help heal the person. And this dovetails with so many other teachers and their wisdom, ancestral wisdom about healing, that we embody this medicine. And the way we give the medicine is unique. And uh, it's important to stay connected. And that's why we do this, this mm-hmm. medicine work, yeah. whether with, with, with plants or without. 
Yeah, um, we, yeah, we've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, we've done a lot of public. Uh, we we're, we got we got we got real like eighty nine year old groupies and stuff. <laughs> but we've done a lot of public sound healing performances, uh, and we're you know we're always available for that. And I want to just touch back on the Ani for a minute because there's a real brilliance to it, as also as an equalizer. Mm-hmm. And all of my Peruvian friends, pretty much, especially the Andean ones, mm-hmm. whenever they if I haven't seen them for a few years, you haven't seen each other, the first thing they do is give you a gift. And the tradition is to exchange gifts. And it's actually, there's a whole brilliance to it, aside from all the wonderful things you were saying. It's an equalizer. Like if somebody was going to come up and give you a gift and then you might feel obligated and all that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. If you're both exchanging it, it really uh, equalizes the energy of it. Mm-hmm. And um, all this work um, is energy work. And energy work, um, particularly in the way that we do it, is one of the uh, essences of uh, shamanism. And I got to tell you, when you are uh, under the influence of the plants, and Brother Rene comes around with that dig and starts planting on your body, and he plays it into your heart and your crown chakra, and your whole body is vibrating, um, and you're really resonating. And and for me personally, it's very, very uh, primal, earthy energy. I mean, like the core. It's like it's almost like uh, you know Mother Earth is singing a song. So. Kind of along those lines, one of the things that Tito La Rosa has very much specialized in has been pre-Columbian instruments. And Rene has picked up that torch. And, and pretty much everything you play, I think, is, is uh, pre-Columbian. Uh, correct there's, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, there, there's a lot of pre-Columbian instruments, but there's also instruments from other um, parts of the world that, well, those are probably pre-Columbian. Yeah, too. even though You're it's right. not South America, it's still... Exactly. That, yeah. That, that primitive, primal, <clears throat> and um, I, I have a pretty good sense um, of your instruments. And as I mentioned, we've been working together now for maybe five years. We've even performed in shows. We did those uh, L.A. Uh, Santa Monica. Yes. Um, the one, the show I can't remember the name of it now. He'll kill. He'll kill me if I forget. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we've been working together with that and with the plants and the energies, and we're we're pretty much getting telepathic. Yeah, um, <laughs> the more we work together, it seems like uh, it's easier to communicate without the words. Yeah, and then when we do words, it's like, oh, well, let's do it. dude, I was just thinking about that. Get out of my head, kind of like that. <laughs> but um, if you if you if you want, um, would you like to tell us? I, I'm familiar uh, with your instruments. Yeah, but you want to tell a little bit about some of the instruments you play? I know you do the conch and and you know the dig and all that. You want to sure, give us sure. a little? Uh, yeah, you mentioned the conch shell. The patuto um, has been played by many different cultures as a calling. Um, a communication device and that's how it was given to me by Tito and he would say that metaphysically speaking the instrument is a call to spirit to open communication with the heart and the instrument has a historic um, metaphysical history of um, calling when someone is about to take a step in their life whether it's a rite of passage or maybe a wedding ceremony or um, you know, a, a straight-up communication device from the top of the mountaintops, the way they communicate to triblets uh, that are at quite a distance away. So it's very much an invocation type of instrument, um, calling in the directions and starting and ending ceremonies. Mm, as I mentioned that. Yeah, and there's a series of other instruments that have been gifted to me um, some from the Zapotec culture, 
um, which is near the Oaxaca region in yeah, uh, Mexico. Yeah, been down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful people. Uh-huh. Um, and they come from instrument instrument makers that are making replicas of some of the uh, ancient instruments that have been dug up from archaeological digs. Um, and some are their own renditions. Once they get the principles of what the instruments do, they start uh, creatively uh, making their own uh, creations. So it's really an interesting movement that's going on, especially because sound healing is becoming more of a mainstream yeah. thing. So I make an instrument called a wind wand, that is a new, more modern instrument, but it has similar sounds to the bull roar, um, which is an Australian origin instrument. Mm-hmm. The didgeridoo, of course, we mentioned. But there's other flutes, ritual flutes from the Hawaiian culture called the nose flute. I have a series of ocarinas that are made of dinosaur bone and uh, and other ceramic instruments. So they're they're made of wood, bone, feather... Uh, quills, uh, skins like drums and rattles and things like that. So yeah, you have you and I both have. I can't play mine for shit, but you're very good. You have the uh, condor quill panpipe that oh, you got yeah, from yeah. Tito. We both got one from Tito. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We should try that together. It'd be a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I'm just not as talented as it, you are. With and the it's okay. It's it's to me, a lot of these instruments are about the intent. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a single note or two notes, there is so much that we express through our, through the dynamics, through our touch and our eyes, the, the gentleness on how we approach the note, whether it's really softly or with a dynamic masculine uh, forcefulness uh, or assuredness. That's all felt in... To me, the ability to play these instruments is really about having a conversation or a dialogue with not only the person, but within yourself and the forces that are conspiring in our favor, that are, that are really urging us to open, to, to open to the possibilities, to open to consciousness, to open to our, our um, abilities, you know. And our love, really. I think Weya is another way of saying love. Mm-hmm. And each of us, as instruments, express love through our touch and through our, our voice and the quality of, of our care. Um, so the instrument is an extension of that. So, And you do this. I see you do this in your singing and in your touch. When we mo- move around the group mm-hmm. and do the, the feathers with the... You know, basically calling in that spiritual element that we are greater than this body, and we're bringing it in mm-hmm. uh, with gentleness, or sometimes with just power. Let's validate this life that we're living, and I, I see you do that, and you do it really oh, you, effortlessly bro. and natural, naturally. So it makes me feel better for all my screw ups. Because <laughs> you know, back in the day, back back in the '80s, mostly. Let me think about this: the late '70s and. Throughout the 80s, I played in rock bands, country bands, blues, country rock, yeah. a little jazz for fun. Um, and I remember like doing a gig and we, we'd do something and we would, we would like, God, we really blew that one, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all these people come up, oh, you guys were so great. I just love what you did. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a musician, you can hear it. But one, yeah. you know this too. One of the keys to good musicianship 
is that if you make a mistake, just keep going and don't give it the energy. And, and most people yeah. don't even notice it. Yeah. Um, they think it's this interpretation of it. That's really true. But uh, something else you just made me aware of that I didn't realize is that most of these pre-Columbian instruments are from plants and animals. Yeah. You know, the woodwinds, yes. uh, the conch. That's right. Uh, the feathers, the, the, the skins on the drums. I had never thought about it quite like that, but that's, that's a... Right. And there's a spirit to the, the nature of the instrument as well. Absolutely. And it, it can really add another dimension if you're open to the spirit of the plant or the spirit of the animal that's coming through to have that dialogue be even more rich. I think a lot of these instruments, like the shakapa, which is the mm -hmm. leafy instrument, yeah. they're much like bringing the outside in. Mm -hmm. And as we get older... Most of us don't spend as much time out playing or relating with the natural world. We're in the artificial light. We've got computers in front of us. You know, it's it's just why I love the jungle. Yeah, exactly. The jungle is surrounded by that vibration, that consciousness. Symphony. Of, yeah, it's a symphony. Yeah. So when we offer, and that's that's the key word, I think, in yes. the, the realms of of this form of healing, the energy is is an offering to the person as a body, but also as a spirit, and you're acknowledging their inner world, their ancestral lineage, where they come from, because sometimes energy gets locked in, in what we might call the past, but it's really um, in the inner world, or the uhupacha, as they say it in the Peruvian cosmology. Mm -hmm. And when you're addressing those inner worlds within yourself, or within an, another, you're offering the energy to help them resolve maybe something that's stuck. Just like yes. a plug in the pipe, you know, you're gonna, <laughs> you need to clear it out. Uh, and that's why we cleanse, to clear out our pipes, right? right. And, uh, and open up to the nutrients, the new nutrients that are wanting to come in to, um, to nutrify our bodies. Well, it's the same way in the spiritual realm, I think, too. Mm -hmm. And when we're working with vibration, I think part of the storyline is that we are raising the vibration because we are bringing our consciousness, our, our waya, to, to help resolve those issues so the person can be more fully aware and awake. And that includes ourselves. You know, that's, the aini, that's the yes. aini part of it. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you made me think of a couple of things. Um, one is that... Um, in shamanism or in spirituality, whatever. Mm -hmm. Spirit, the word spirit and the word energy are really the same thing. And when we do this work, like particularly for arguments like when, when Renee plays a didge over somebody's body, their heart, that vibration, it's almost like taking a rug out with a bunch of dust and crap and, and shaking it out in the wind. It's like that, <laughs> that vibration. Yeah. Because the shamanism, the, the work is really about moving the energy. As you said, yeah. Yeah. getting rid of it and then blocking it. And when we've been worked together in uh, medicine ceremonies, we're paying attention to the whole energy of the whole group. Mm -hmm. And then we modulate it, like, okay, they're dragging, let's pick it up. Or they're getting out of control, let's, let's chill it out. Yeah. And we've been I think we've done a good job of intuiting oh definitely what needs to be done. We're orchestrating yeah. the energy of the whole thing. Well that's why I enjoy working with you, Matteo, because you do have um, a musician's spirit and there is something musical and having a musical background is helpful because you can sense 
when the energy needs to be picked up a bit or bumped up a bit. Yeah. And even there's a time where there's it's legato or rubato, where there is no rhythm. It's an open structure that is that can be vast. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you add the rhythm, like when you come in with the drum, suddenly there's structure. And it's like being in a river that's taking you down. That's the shamanic part of it, right? That's right. And so it's it's um it's helpful to have some experience musically, but I think a lot of people intuit um intuit yeah. the, the track of that. You just reminded me of something else. This is a great conversation, by the way. He's a great interview, people. <laughs> you, you are, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and trust me, I've been around the block. <laughs> but um, one of the things... Um, so uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Byer wrote a book called Singing to the Plants. And in um, medicine work, particularly in, in ayahuasca, when you singing... Like, I sing lots of icaros. And, and Renee and I do our own thing with that mm-hmm. and with the plants. But when you're singing to the plants, which is the name of Steve's book, by the way, um, you are singing to the spirits of those plants. And they're mostly feminine. And so you're flattering them and you're saying, oh, you're beautiful, I love you, you're wonderful, will you come and will you help me and will you join me? Mm-hmm. And so when we're doing this work, we're very conscious of that and we're calling in those spirits and we're actually playing... For those spirits, mm-hmm. and we're bringing them in, and we're being. There's a shaman, American Indian shaman by the name of Fool's Crow, and he talked about healing as being a hollow tube. Mm-hmm. So you know you're working with forces that are bigger than you, and you're right. consciously connecting, and then you, you're sort of getting your ego out of the way and letting it come through you. And I, right. and you do that a lot. We do, but we, right. We, we're so aware right. That. My teacher, um, Angelus Arian, the cross-cultural anthropologist who's now passed, mm. she wrote a book called The Fourfold Way, mm. and she says the same thing, uh, being a hollow little bone yeah. and allowing the energy to move through you. It's not so much the personality that's, it, you know, it takes the ego to, to help show up to say, okay, I am going to do this. I'm going to brush my teeth and I am going to promote myself to get the people at this place. But when it's time to do the work, um, it's important to let all of that go. And that can be somewhat of a trick. Um, Even for professional musicians like us, you have to almost let go of the training to allow the things that come in. Those off notes are sometimes interventions from spirit, when something comes in that's that's piercing, it might not be something I would I would choose to play, but when it happened, it broke something, uh, like shattering a glass. Mm-hmm. And even though that can be shocking and jarring, it was exactly what was needed in the moment. So yeah, that's hollow bone. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and part of the rhythm thing. One of the things I learned in, in my shamanic training mm-hmm. is when you're doing different kinds of healings with people. For instance, uh, when you're rattling, Mm -hmm. the rattle is a bit of a, not overly sharp, but it's a bit of a sharp sound. And that's there to help break up the patterns. So you can break up the patterns with the rattle and make that happen. And then Renee can come up with with the ditch. And then do do, do the rinse cycle almost, like wash out what's been broken loose, you know, like that. Exactly, exactly. And um, it's also, you you mentioned it, um, it's really a gas when he's playing the didge and I get to back him up on percussion and, and there's a, you know, we've been refining it. Mm-hmm. But um, he starts out and he gets it going and then he gets into this awesome fucking, excuse me, <laughs> droning rhythm 
and then I'm punching it out and I'm backing it and I'm, and I'm pushing it with the drums driving it and it, it's very yeah. magical yeah it um, is. I never want to stop when we do it <laughs> I know and we don't <laughs> sometimes we don't we keep going because yeah. there's if there's 50 people or 70 in the room like there was in Florida when we yeah. did that group yeah um, we we uh, we go until it's done and there's people who what I love about the sound healing work is that even if you can't get to everyone although we I think we did that we time, did good um, we the person who is really receiving it deeply and letting go is doing it for the entire group that's right and people feel it if you're one person is not able to allow themselves to to let go, surrender, and trust, um, and another person is. They will do it for the rest of the group, and I love that about the sound healing work, because we're in a container, and we're raising the vibration, and everybody is a part of it. And I believe in that whole fields theory, uh, especially with uh, the Heart Math Institute talked about the the radiating energy from the heart that it extends 9 to 12 feet and that that vibration affects everybody in the room and there's a part of our consciousness that registers the vibration of, or the heartbeat of the next person mm-hmm. so I think there's something more information than simply a beat that's being uh, translated and communicated to those around us and I'm not sure why that is it may have to do something with uh, feeling safe. Uh, if someone's heart rate is up and they're in a fight mode, you want to be able to know on some level what's going on intuitively or, you know. Yeah, one of the things I've really enjoyed, you probably have some awareness of this yourself through your experience, but when we've been doing big groups, sound healings, and we're doing our thing and we get something happening and I see people and their feet start to move and their body start to go with it, you know, and, I, and I'm yeah. like, we, you know you're hitting home with that. Yeah. That's like, it's like being a drummer if you're watching and if you're really rocking it and then you see a bunch of people getting up and dancing, then you yeah. know you're hitting that, yes. that groove. And it's affecting, it, it, it yeah. does affect us, it affects the performance, it affects the energy, everybody around benefits from that. Yeah, yeah, well, I want to touch on one little thing yeah. um, related to what you were saying and that is that one of the things of shamanism that if you continue on the path and you will eventually learn is that absolutely everything is connected. We are all one. It's, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but we're all connected. We're all one. So every time you do do some healing work on somebody, you're actually working on yourself, like you said a little while mm-hmm. ago. And, it, and it, so it goes back and forth. And um, I learned the hard way over all of this that being in service, as you say, an offering, mm-hmm. is the highest form. Because you are bringing to yourself, you're you're kind of creating your own karma in the moment. Right. So it's a very wonderful thing the feedback, and you can tell when somebody's responding. Oh yeah, and it's so. I guess this work is, as you know, is so rewarding because when you can affect or touch another person with your own compassion, with compassion and forgiveness and understanding, that comes through the cultivation of your own compassion forgiveness and understanding of yourself mm-hmm. and all everyone has traumatic crap that has happened 
don't know if I can say that on it. Yeah, you I can. Uh, I, I, I just said I just said the F yeah, word. We're not we're on the internet. We're not FCC, but we're okay. Good. We do a radio show. Good. That'll be a different okay. story. All right, we'll have the bleeps. The bleeps yeah, ready. exactly. I have flutes for those beeps. Oh, good. Um, no, so it's it's uh, it's certainly again it kind of comes down to the Aini and the sacred reciprocity mm-hmm. of um, the work that you do and the medicine that you carry affecting another person directly through the sound and vibration and intention of um, you know of your own work yeah I've seen people respond in different ways like some people maybe they may just break out into a big huge face breaking smile <laughs> some of them may just start trembling and shaking and uh, breaking down and you know having a really good cry mm-hmm. um, it's very gratifying to see that because you can see you, you can almost feel the energy getting lifted and you know cleared yeah. away yeah well you can yeah now, there's there's people who are who are trying to do this work and and uh, they do on their own level and that's good that they're using the singing bowls and they're singing um, along with it and using that energy to to help people come to a more quiet place because it's a very busy world and very frenetic Mm -hmm. and uh, it's easy to get off center and I think all the work that you've done it shows in in everything that you do actually and it's because you've you've had the courage to show up for to to say okay that's not true this is a lie or this is conditioning and this isn't me. This, you know, and, and being open to greater parts of yourself. Yeah. So I, I feel that and I know everybody does. And it is the service piece, I think, that, that is the most fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic that it, in some way you have to leave parts of yourself out in the back yeah, door. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. You, you, you little buggers get out there. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But I, I do enjoy working with you because you have the... Um, the words in particular and besides the grace the words of of the shamanic experience which this work from Tito from Angelus from Lauren Smith my teachers it's all been from that shamanic place of moving energy yeah and you know I can't say that they introduced me to it actually my mom did Mm. this is maybe another story but um, she used to use something called the egg on me when I had migraines when I was a young boy mm-hmm. and I would it was a folkloric medicine that she learned from her aunt where I would say mom do the egg do the egg because these headaches were debilitating yeah. she'd have me lay on the bed she'd take an egg and move it from the top of my head down my arms down my limbs and she'd be whispering the Lord's Prayer I later found out ah. and at the end of the treatment which would be about 20 minutes she'd crack the egg into a mason jar of water and leave it on the toilet seat overnight and if the healing was done correctly quote unquote mm. um, the egg should look partially cooked at oh, the yeah. end yeah. and then she'd just throw the egg away and yeah. uh, so it was a very uh, great introduction into metaphysics mm-hmm. and healing arts at a young age and I didn't question it I didn't think it was weird you know, no, it was, it was like family right exactly is, is there I'm just curious is there any Russian background in that or is it strictly folk medicine as far as I've looked at, it's only been Mesoamerica, but okay. it could be, it, it could go I, way back. There, there was somebody I knew who um, worked with a Russian healer, mm-hmm. and his specialty was egg, 
similar to what you just described, but not quite the same, but but a, a similar kind of thing of kind of it absorbs all the crap the energy, right. and then bush, let's get rid of it. Right. So I find that interesting that there's a, a universality, but mm-hmm. of course, one of the things that drew me to shamanism is that it's everywhere. Right. You know, and, and, and everywhere, like everywhere quartz crystal is something, and everywhere mm-hmm. feathers and the animals, they're all, it doesn't matter if you're in China, Siberia, or in the Amazon, it's all mm-hmm. that same. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that really drew me to it. Beautiful. You know, you yeah, know that, that the, yeah, and that and the fact that almost every culture, even very remote Amazonian tribes, have the myth of the flood mm-hmm. as part of their culture. Almost, if not all of them, almost, I mean, it's huge. And when yeah. I read that, Years ago in an anthropology class, I was like, whoa. And then I was like, ah, I'm hooked, you know? Exactly. It's exciting what's going on now in, in YouTube with Graham Hancock's work. Uh, yeah, he's great. And talking about and researching the beginnings of man and the things that we've forgotten and the cultures that were before us that were at a higher technology than we are today in some forms. Yeah, yeah, the so, mathematics too and astronomy. Definitely. And, you know, all that really, really... Uh, Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. So these healing arts, I'm sure that what we're carrying and what we're offering is an ancient form mm-hmm. that's still applicable today. Because I think part of the healing, one of the main components of what we're doing is helping to guide people into the altered state of mm-hmm. consciousness. Yes. And, and we can do it without plant spirits, although they're great. Those master teachers, they're called master teachers for a reason. But once people can have that opportunity to drop into an altered state with an intention, they can dance in between those worlds and release energies that have been locked up that could later form into more solidified um, energies like uh, disease or um, you know blockages. Mm-hmm. And so it's when you're accessing altered states of awareness, you're able to release emotional blockages the physical and spiritual realms accessing them all and so I think that's an important important thing you just reminded me I've been saying this for a few years now and it's true some of you may know I'm a perspiring writer and when I'm writing um, writing I've done tons and tons of things um, uh, various research things Sasha Shogun specialties and all the plants, everything I could find. I know I haven't done them all because there's new ones coming up all the time. Mm-hmm. But writing is my favorite altered state because when I get in the groove, it's flowing. And it's the exact same thing that happens when we're playing music. That's being That's the right. hollow tube. That's right. And they, uh, some years ago, um, I always say this and I never want anybody to misinterpret it, but some years ago they did a survey of all the world's geniuses to find out what is the thing, what do they have in common. And the one thing that they all had in common is every one of them said, it ain't me. Oh, interesting. So I love that analogy. Not I'm far from a genius. I'm a legend in my own mind. I'll cop to that. I ain't no genius. But when I'm in that groove and I'm channeling, just like when you and I are playing, it's the same thing. It is. And, um, and I had a wonderful experience when I was doing my shamanic study program some years ago. And we went off on a three-day wilderness solo Mm -hmm. with just San Pedro cactus, Wachuma, Mm -hmm. and the mixture of, I think it was maple syrup, cayenne pepper, and water, and lime, I think it was, Mm. for three days. Delicious. Well, and a nice dose of San Pedro, which was (laughs) not delicious. (laughs) But we were sent off 
on a three-day wilderness solo, and we had to come back with a song. Mm. And I've sung it to you. I filled you with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Na yeah. na na. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one. Thank you. Yeah. So um, nice. That happened, and then after that happened, um, we were asked to do some artwork, some painting. And I always thought I'm worthless as an artist. And after doing the wilderness solo with the Wachuma and finding my song and then coming back and painting, I had this big flash. And I realized that playing music, writing, and painting are actually the exact same process. And I realized that I could do any one of them well. Right. Because I, I discovered that they were the same thing. How to, how to open and allow yourself to be a hollow little bone. Mm-hmm is allowing yourself to be an instrument. And when you allow yourself to be an instrument of peace, um, you use all the attributes, all your abilities and talents in a, in, only you, in a way that only you can, that's unique. And that's where we talk about being our medicine is such an important thing because each of us has, and so all the listeners as well, has a particular way of expressing love, creativity, and opening to those greater parts of of self. I think the mastery has to do with simply allowing yourself to let go and open. And that's the mastery. And so a mistake, a note is played that's not quite pretty. Um, Your ability to play with that and to stay in the groove is uh, I think is is that mastery part? Yeah, and I, I think that's what you're how I'm interpreting. Oh yeah, what you're saying when you're allowing the words to come through and you're allowing the art to move through you, that's it's such a healing to to have that happen. It's very very gratifying. It is. It's it's beautiful, and you and you realize that um, you are connected with something bigger. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've been saying this a lot lately, uh, and you made me think of it is. Um, I'm always saying these days now, um, all is perfection. Mm-hmm. So even when the screwy note comes out or off key a little bit, and you just roll with it, and it, 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 it ain't no accident, in my yeah. humble opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, it, and and it rolls with it, and and you know, like I said, even non-musicians they don't know when you screw up. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. That was you know, I, I get that with my writing sometimes. People say to me, "Oh, that was really brilliant what you did in that chapter with this thing," and I'm like, "Oh, thank you very much." And I'm like, "I did that, because <laughs> like that. that's how it works." Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that some, when I listen to old recordings, um, older recordings, mm. I'm, I'm surprised at, at what comes out sometimes. Because when you're just allowing yourself to be in the moment, um, there's another kind of thought process that comes on, and um, yeah. yeah. So I also want to mention um, we mentioned Aini, mm-hmm. that CD that you collaborated mm-hmm. with Tito. Mm-hmm. You also have one called Weya. Yeah, and that's from that the word right. the sacred. Uh, and we we sing that song a lot together. Yeah. Um, harmonizing in, in ceremony. And don't you have one other, a couple other ones? Uh, uh, there's one it. called Ceremonia, um, yeah, which right. was. Re- uh, recorded by my healing partner and I, uh, Janet Janae Cipriani. She's a uh, God, she's a medicine woman, a very much uh, intuitive and uh, and medium. And she, we had this these groups of maybe a dozen people at her house, and um, we will 
play on and around people. And that recording was was a live recording of a particular ceremony, a three-hour ceremony that was condensed into a one-hour CD. Nice. So, you know, it was a 50-minute didgeridoo thing going to everybody, but I, wow. I condensed it into like a 10, 11-minute piece. I don't know how you do it. But it's, it, it, it's like it, once you circular breathe and it starts playing you, you're not playing it anymore. I'm telling you it's, something. This guy's like superhuman. I, I get worn out and out of breath just <laughs> watching him, right? I mean, Jesus! I don't know how you do it. It's it's a it's quite an instrument. But so Janae is on that uh, ceremonia, and that's pretty much it's a healing CD for going into altered states. It's not for driving, or listening yeah. to while driving, right? But it's for uh, maybe laying down with an intention and allowing the sound to stir up, to call in, and perhaps break up energy that uh, a person's needing to release. And Way is a little more upbeat um, with other musicians that I've invited to come playing percussion and guitar and charango. Um, and that was a great collaboration of, once again, it was all improvised. And uh, and there's other CDs that are in the making right now. So okay. those are the three that I... And, and, and your website again is? Vibetherapy.org. Thank you. Yeah. And um, and Renee is also on Flakebook. Oh, did I say that? Uh, I meant Facebook. Uh, Renee's on there also. Um, so you can reach out there. And um, you also have your music. you got CDs for sure. I've got them all. And you have, is it on iTunes, is it? Or you got, um, um, you, got you know, downloadable? I think, I think they are on iTunes. And CD Baby has some. And I've got them on available on my website as well. But um, maybe Pandora has them. I haven't really checked in to see if yeah. those things are. But you can go to um, vibetherapy.org, and that's uh, Command Central for Renee's wonderful healing music with um, all of his instruments. And um, you can find out there. And, and between he and I, with his website, um, and Flakebook. Oh, I said it again. Facebook. Um and I think most some of you may be listening for the first time, but um, mattpalamary.com, M-A-T-T-P as in Paul, A-L-L-A-M as in Mary, A-R-Y dot com. I've got podcasts, I've got videos, I've got audio, I've got uh, lectures, I've got some video. Did I say video? I probably repeated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got all my stuff there where you can go, and there's tons of content um, that you can find there, uh, particularly around shamanism and ayahuasca, uh, sacred geometry, uh, all those wonderfully quirky spiritual sciences, uh, for lack of a better word. And I also have Mystic Inc. Publishing, M-Y-S-T-I-C-I-N-K-P-U-B-L-I-S-H-I-N-G.com. Um, all my books are there. They're also on Amazon, audiobooks, ebooks, tree books. Um, I've got a lot of audiobooks coming out. So all that stuff is there, and there's also lots of free content. And uh, do you have some, some, like, I think you do on your website? Do you have samples of the music? or, or yes. Little, yeah. yes, I do. There's so, some uh, uh, MP3s, uh, yeah. samples of some of the songs. and Yeah, so you can get a really good sense of that. And I'm telling you, if you're doing any kind of medicine work, whether it's with the plants or anything else, you know, whether it's shroomies or this or that or the other thing, mm-hmm. um you need to check out Renee because it's got the real spirit of the work and the energy. And he's, uh, he's very experienced. He's very popular. Uh, I like to kid around about our groupies. We got our groupies. I think the average age is 85. <laughs> <laughs> 
but they love us. There's some young kids too that are yeah. coming out. They're interested in, in what we're doing, and they're doing a lot of different medicine work as well. Yeah. Um, should we shout out to our Australian folks that we're going to go see? And yeah, we're planning um, at the end of October. We'll give more details as time goes on. But the last half of October, roughly, we're doing a two-week sound healing tour in Australia in multiple venues, in multiple situations. Um, we're both really jacked up about it. And uh, Tim Holden, I think is his mm-hmm. last name. Mm-hmm. Brother Tim is doing an awesome job of setting things up for us right on. and uh, arranging it. And he's basically our agent there. I also want to make a quick shout-out to my bro, uh, Max Rosenberg who actually turned Tim on to my memoir, Spirit Matters, and then Tim liked what I was doing and things have evolved to the point that we're at now. Max is a really solid, solid brother. And we've got this thing going on now, which I love. Um, I call those guys my my brothers from down under. And they call (laughs) us their mates from the States. I think that's so cool. I just love that. I love love, uh, Aussies. Yeah, Um, me too. Birdwing Butterflies, musician, another solid bro. He's actually taken some of my podcasts and taken snippets of some of my uh, pontifications and put them into music. And uh, Una Moodling, um, I'm going to forget somebody, so if I keep naming names, I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, I really love you, Aussies. You guys are the greatest. And Renee and I are really jacked. Yeah, we are so excited. About coming down and uh, sharing the wisdom. And the fact that there's, you know, we're going to be in ditch territory. Yeah, that would be wonderful to meet up with some of the indigenous people there. That's possible. Yeah, we have a we have a good chance of that. Fantastic. They're trying to arrange it, and I mm-hmm. think they're gonna know we're serious. Uh, one of the things I offered was copies of my Land Without Evil, uh-huh. because the uh, the Aborigines are a little like ah, you know, this whole cultural appropriation and the, and all the disrespect that they've had over the years. Yeah. yeah. I said, show them this. I'm serious about this stuff. And that has actually opened a lot of doors for me because people realize, okay, he's one of us, so to speak. Yeah. On board with it. Yeah, it's a good time in a lot of ways. The indigenous spirit, the indigenous wisdom is um, being looked at with much more respect and reverence um, than ever before. Yeah. Um, So it's, it's good to see that, that being translated across the different cultures, even in the Native American. Uh, cultures too. yeah I, I love that stuff I like to say I don't I don't get a lot of crap because I'm really serious about and sincere about this work but I like to say I'm a dirty white boy from Dorchester and if somebody says well oh you know you shamanism in the jungle and what do they think about you I said they love me because I've gone I've taken everything they could dish out yeah. they love me and the spirit is right and um, they're really with it you know yeah it's wonderful and I, I'm really looking forward. I've got a Wales and UK tour coming up soon. And um, I know that you and I will be there at some point, Mateo, um, yeah, with my partner, Janae. And, and that's another reality there in the UK. Um, but I know that that's coming soon because uh, my friends have expressed interest in having you join as well. Oh, and it does. It just fills in the whole, Thank you. The whole uh, experience when you, you have some shamanic... Uh, discussion included in with the sound healing work. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, <laughs> we were just talking a little while ago um, about how the fact that our skills are complementary. 
And Renee, a lot of times when we're doing the work, um, Renee likes things softer. And sometimes I'm a little too hard. So I think we balance each other out really well in that way. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we cover the full dynamic spectrum, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, we, 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 don't, we don't miss nothing. We get no, it all no, covered. We don't, we don't. <laughs> um, so we're, we're getting close. Um, we're getting toward a good wrap-up. So uh, thank you for indulging us. One more quick shout-out to Eric Stefani, who's one of our tribe, Las Vegas homie. Um, he's been a really solid supporter for many years. And thank you, Lorenzo, for having us on. And thank you for creating and having a Psychedelic Salon. And thank you to all of you listeners for listening. And uh, thank you for anybody who's ever bought any of my books. So now, after hearing this interview, Renee and I both hope you go out and buy every copy of all of his CDs and all of my books forever <laughs> for everybody you ever know, forever to infinity and beyond. Renee Jenkins. Renee Jenkins. Renee. Okay. Thank you, and uh, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good day, whatever your present time-space coordinates are. Thank you for listening to Psychedelic Salon. Thank you for supporting it. Uh, I know Lorenzo's doing Patreon, so uh, anything you can do to help keep this stuff alive. He's been known as the Pie Father, and he's been at it for a long time. So uh, blessings to everybody. Safe travels, safe journeys. Keep up the good work. All of this stuff that we do, we do for you. And not only do we do it for you, but um, it wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. So we, we hope you all not. Thank you, thank you. Blessings to everyone. Blessings to you, and blessings to you, Mateo, for doing this. This is wonderful. Thank it's you, wonderful brother. Service. Okay, we're signing off, folks. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Psychedelic Salon, where people are changing their lives one thought at a time. As I was listening to this conversation with you just now, I tried to put myself in a place where I didn't know Matteo as well as I do. But to tell the truth, I couldn't do it. You see, after 20 years of having adventures together, <laughs> well, it's just no longer possible for me to listen to him with, with, well, without so much of his history floating through my consciousness. And while, uh, like he always does, Matt didn't miss a chance to plug his books, which are his main source of income, by the way, I'd like to mention three of them in particular. If you want to read an exciting novel about the conflict between the colonialists and the indigenous people in the Americas, then his book Land Without Evil is not to be missed. However, if you are more into a novel with, uh, well, that's science fiction based and has virtual reality and ayahuasca all coming together, then you'll want to read his novel Nothing. And finally, if you're looking for a nitty-gritty story of a boy growing up on the tough streets of South Boston during the 1950s, well, then you'll want to read Spirit Matters, which actually isn't a novel, but is a memoir of Matt's life. And (laughs) believe me, it's a page-turner. But for what it's worth, to me, Matteo is one of the best friends a person could ever have. He's one guy I can always count on to have my back. Plus, uh, (laughs) he's one hell of a fun guy to be around. And I hope that you caught that wonderful metaphor that Matteo spontaneously came out with uh, when he said that, in a way, sound healing was like shaking the dust out of a rug. Well, when he said that, I instantly flashed back to when I was a boy, and my dad would hang our rugs out on a clothesline each spring and fall, and then my little brother and I would take turns with the rug beater and hit them until no more dust came out. And when Mateo said that, I pictured our rug beater as healing sound, and, well, then it all made perfect sense to me. Nice job, Mateo. 
<laughs> well, I guess that's probably about enough of the Matt and Lorenzo Mutual Admiration Society that you'll need to listen to today. But uh, thanks for listening anyway. Now, uh, right after I sign off, I'm going to play one of Tito's songs. It's titled Madre Ayahuasca. And I think that the best way to listen to it, at least if you're not at work or driving right now, is to turn the lights in your room down really low, light up a bowl of your favorite herb, and then sit up really straight and let the music transport you back to some medicine circle that maybe you once participated in and see what you remember about it. For me, Tito's music always reinvigorates me with the strength and the purpose that Mother Ayahuasca has been kind enough to give to me. It truly transports me, and I hope it does the same for you. And for now, this is Lorenzo signing off from Cyberdelic Space. Be well, my friends.
Thank you. 